there's this idea I think that comes along with that idea like once I do this or after I achieve this then I'll feel good mm, yes, yes and instead my priority now is to feel good so like what if we feel good first uh, everything else doesn't matter as much and also is easier to feel good in those things hey guys hope you are doing well Today, I'm excited to share a conversation with you, which I have a new uh, thankfulness for because I got to do this conversation in person, and I think we took that for granted for a while, actually having conversations face-to-face, so I'm excited to share this one with you. If you are new here. My name is Claire Edwards and this is your Best Foot Forward podcast. And this is a space where we get to share stories about how we are creating a life we are proud of and celebrating all the ups and downs that come with growing. So if this is your first time, I hope you stick with me because it's a, I don't know, I kind of think of it as a peaceful place to come. Um, But anyway, so today's episode, I have a great one, and it is with my friend, Lindsay Jo Scott, who is a designer and creator. I met Lindsay Jo at some Cleveland events that we both attended last fall, and ever since then, I have been going to her monthly creative productivity events that she puts on called side project sessions and she will talk about that more in our conversation you'll hear and in this conversation we talk about a little bit of everything including what her mantra is right now perfection her event side project sessions planning procrastination imposter syndrome And halfway through, we get really deep into self-acceptance and fulfillment and her turning point to self-acceptance that included something that I talk about a lot, which is journaling. She talks about how, as a kid, she even named some of her journals, which I find pretty funny, and she actually passed along some pictures of those which are really funny to see and look back at and so I have some of those on my Instagram if you want to check those out but I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and it brings you some comfort during this WT or weird time as Lindsay Joe calls it on her Instagram but thank you again for listening and enjoy Let's see here. Where do we want to start today? Mm. I have so many things. When I was preparing for this interview, yeah, I was like, okay, there's so many things I want to ask Lindsay, but I need to keep this to like an hour, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. a longer, maybe shorter. We'll see. But we, I feel like we could talk for a long time. I think we could. Yeah. Good thing we're getting food after this. Yeah. So we can keep keep the conversation keep the conversation going, going even <laughs> though not everyone's gonna hear it. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's start with what is your mantra right now? I have so many right now. Pick, pick one that oh my is... Oh, gosh. No, because I, I agree with you. Where okay. I 
like there's so many things that we're I feel like you and I are both working on. Yes. But what is the mantra today? I guess you could say. The mantra today is I can trust the timing of my life. Okay. You can trust the timing mm-hmm. of your life. Yes. Okay. So where where is that coming from if you don't mind sharing? Yeah. So um we talked just a moment before recording about like the feeling of like wanting to be ahead of where we are or like just like not making progress as fast as I want to be but like trusting that like growth is happening even if it's slow and I can trust the timing of my life yeah good things are coming and you know like I I actually just planted some along along the lines of this mantra I planted some seeds today okay um so that is like a visual representation of like these seeds take like three to six weeks to even have like a actual plants, actual plants okay. in my house. Okay, like these little bonsai indoor plants, mm-hmm. and they take like three to six weeks to even like see a sprout at all. So I planted those today because my mantra today is I can trust the timing of my life, and I needed like a visual reminder for when I know that I'm not going to feel this way to be like, look, these plants are taking a long time to sprout, but it's okay, they're growing. Okay. So. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And does it also go along with, like, the slow progression Mm -hmm. of, you don't have to be 100 miles an hour right now. It's about the steps Mm -hmm. that it takes to get there. Yes. Is that kind of along the lines of Totally. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And is that mantra kind of going with all the aspects of your life or Mm -hmm. kind of your creative projects mostly? I think probably all the aspects of my life, mm-hmm. predominantly my creative projects, like my visual representation with the plants is my creative projects, but um, I've had some things happen like in my personal life recently that have felt like setbacks and have sort of like interrupted my planned schedule of this year. So I, I definitely think it applies to all aspects of my life. Like I can trust the timing and it's okay and having that as a mantra right now sort of just like calms my anxiety a bit too like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a bit of an impatient person (laughs) I like efficiency and I like to just like get things done but I'm learning to like embrace slowing down I always have known and valued slowing down but it's Mm -hmm. hard to do when you're like a very efficient person so I can trust the timing in my life in my personal life is a mantra that helps me Remember that, like, whatever I get done today, it's okay. Like, whatever is happening, it's really okay. It's all okay. Yeah. It's all for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, um, so Elizabeth Gilbert actually has... Love a, her. <laughs> yes. Um, she has... She said something, like, years ago that fits into this idea. And she said um, something she says to herself when she starts to feel like, what, where am I at? Or, like, I should be ahead of where I am. She'll affirm to herself, like... Life is long, and Liz is young. So I say that to myself. Life is long, and Lindsay Joe is young. So, okay. you know, I there's so much ahead of me, you know, um, with good fortune. Um, I plan to live a long time, so mm-hmm. I can take it day by day. I can trust yeah. the timing of my life. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. So you are a very creative person, and you kind of alluded to a couple of the creative projects that you have going on. Mm-hmm. How do you balance 
almost like getting better, mm-hmm. but not getting caught up in what perfection is. Oh, well, how do you do that? <laughs> I um, think that's the like the million dollar question right now. I think you know it's like uh, again like a shift in mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm someone who's really motivated by learning and I love like new information and like a new idea, a new workflow, a new practice, a new mm-hmm. painting technique. Like I love learning, but that can keep me feeling like I'm not really good at any of the things because I'm doing lots of things. So for me, like sometimes perfection happens when I feel overwhelmed by all of my options and all of my choices and all of my paths and projects. Mm-hmm. So part of my commitment to being more gentle in myself in terms of perfection is like sticking to one thing and practicing growth in that way. Um, so that's part of it. But also I think as a mindset, like realizing that growing and learning and changing and improving is a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just a matter of like we're, we're changing and things look different. So it's definitely not like a linear path. And learning to embrace that fully as a mindset, I think, has helped me just be more gentle on myself and know that it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say that a lot today because I'm feeling that today. I just can't say it's, a, it's, it's okay. It it's is okay. okay. Yes. It yes. is It is truly okay. It's okay. I, I was going to say something in regards to that. Um, I almost think, I was thinking about it today, I almost think perfection, we strive for it. And subconsciously, I almost think we're afraid to fail mm-hmm. when yeah. we are striving towards perfection. Right. We, it, it's like, it's kind of an equivalent of being afraid to fail. Right. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's a fear of succeeding. Ooh, a fear of succeeding. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're striving per, for perfection, then it, and it's not attainable, mm-hmm. then you're keeping yourself from succeeding. You're keeping yourself from really showing up and putting yourself out there because it's not perfect yet. Okay. You're, like, missing out on that. Mm -hmm. You're, like, so focused on the perfection that you can't even see what the success could look like. Yeah. Hmm. There's that, um, I think it's Marianne Williamson said, I think that's who the quote is by, um, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, it's that we're powerful beyond measure. Mm. And I think that's what perfectionism, too. It's it's kind of like a self-sabotage way to keep ourselves small or keep ourselves from putting our best foot forward. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Oh my God. <laughs> to go with, to go with the podcast, right? That's funny. Um, yeah, no, we are, we do self-sabotage and I think that's a theme that you and I talk about a lot yes. and we have a lot of things to counteract mm-hmm. that. And that's why we are so intentional because we don't want to be self-sabotaging and it gets so frustrating because yeah. we're the ones doing it to ourselves yeah yes mm-hmm. it can be maddening in that way oh yeah. my gosh um I want to talk about your work with side project session mm-hmm. because that is how we've gotten to connect a lot yeah so can you go into your work with that and yeah. what it means and sure. all of it you want like the story of like how I started sure okay. yeah all let's go through it get, yeah. okay cool Um, So Side Project Sessions is a global event series designed to help you find time, quiet, and accountability to make progress on your labor of love. Um, So I host the Cleveland chapter once a month on Saturday mornings in Midtown in Cleveland. 
And I first learned about side project sessions through Madeline Dorr, who's the founder. She writes a blog called Extraordinary Routines, which is like an interview series about creatives and their habits and rituals and routines um, to help them, you know, live their creative lives. So I was obsessed with this blog because I think I'm always sort of looking for that elusive, like, thing that mm-hmm. will just, like, make everything better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this idea that if I just have the right routine, then, like, things will fall into place mm-hmm. and, like, things won't be hard and it will just all flow so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, that's why I've been a fan of the blog because through that, you know, I've learned that's not the case, but I'm still always looking for the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then from Madeline's work interviewing creatives, she sort of identified this pattern of three things that that people really need to really get out of your own way and show up and make progress, and that's time, quiet, and accountability. So when I saw that she was starting this event series, I just, like, instantly had, like, butterflies. I was like, oh, I wish I could go to that. And I felt like... Because she's in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's so she's, like, Australia. across the world. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish that was here. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like I need this. Like, this is what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. This is my thing I'm missing. Yes. <laughs> um... And as, like, a creative individual and professional, you know, I definitely resonate with, like, just the things that get in the way and this sort of sense of, like, resistance and perfection Mm -hmm. and procrastination and overwhelm and doubt and on and on and on. So it seemed like Side Project Sessions was this opportunity to, like, bring together all of those things that get in the way and talk about it, but also... To, like, do it. To, like, do mm-hmm. the thing and, like, show up. So And the three things were, again... Time, time quiet, and accountability. Okay. Yes. Um, so I, at some point, saw that she had released, like, something about, I'm starting this event series. If you want to be a chapter, like, let me know. And so I reached out, and I was then so amazed and surprised when I heard back from her. And, you know, we ended up talking a lot and figuring out details. So I launched the Cleveland chapter in March of 2019. So I'm celebrating one year one soon, year. too. That's I know, so both funny. of us. Yes, yes, one year for both of us. Yes. On our creative um, projects. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been an awesome year of, like, getting to know like-minded mm-hmm. people and, like, people who are committed to doing their creative projects and ideas, you know, like, your passion projects, like we talked mm-hmm. about a lot. And having that support and the space and really that time in the quiet um, has been so helpful for me um and I and I know for other people too to like show up once a month and to have this like regular time and space to make progress on my personal projects it's like been so life-giving yeah 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 no I I agree I've been to several of your events and it's it's really cool to just meet people and hear what people are working on Mm -hmm. and I love how you've described it before it's like a yoga session for your creative project. Yeah. Because, like, you're not... It's you working on it, and you're not really, like, talking to other people too much while you're there, but you're all working on your project together, Mm -hmm. so you feel that support. Right, yeah. Yeah. We call it peer-pressured productivity. Mm -hmm. And it's this, like, magical dynamic. Like, I I truly believe it's magical. Like, Mm -hmm. I've tried to create, like, the same setting for myself, but it's not the same. without people so like having people there creates this sense of like 
I need to do it because these other people are counting on me to do it. Sure. <laughs> it's like accountability in the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you, it, like you said, like you go to a yoga class and you don't not do yoga. Yeah, <laughs> because right. that's what people are doing. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Can you talk about the structure mm-hmm. of the event because I think that's super valuable yeah. too. Sure. Yeah. So we always have sort of like um, an intro in the beginning where we talk about those things that get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have three 45-minute um, deep work focus time, so there's, like, no interruptions. And then we have 15-minute uh, breaks in between. So mm-hmm. those are all facilitated by me and the trusty little bell um, <laughs> that you will be well aware of if you've attended an event. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, um, you know, in the creative progress and practice, we celebrate the in-breath and the out-breath. So the working and the pausing and it's always so interesting because like it's a three-hour time block right and so Mm -hmm. some people when they're new to the event think like three hours like what am I going to do in this time Mm -hmm. and then you show up and like time is so relative like time just Mm -hmm. like feels like a different dimension at side project sessions like it's both expansive and very quick like the the working blocks can move quick and slow and then sometimes it's difficult because you feel like you just got in the flow and now like the bell rang and you got to take mm-hmm. a break. Mm-hmm. But we do it together, all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it just feels so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And I've, I've done the same thing as you where I've tried to do that 45 minutes on, you know, 15 minutes off, repeat that a couple times, 45 minutes on, 10 minutes off or whatever. And it's not the same when not everyone is doing yes. it with you and mm-hmm. not everyone is supporting don't have all that support yes. around you. So. Yeah. But it is a valu- it is a valuable yes. tool to I use. I agree. Yes. Like sort of like the work block and then like take a break. Mm-hmm. However you set that up for yourself, I think it's so valuable. Those scheduled pauses. Yes. Because I definitely don't take those scheduled pauses when right. I am working by myself. That's right. Sure. And it, I think when you're by yourself, it's easier to like... I don't know, give into like a distraction during totally. your like distraction free time. Right. Cause like yeah. we, we talk about like, we don't, we try not to like even be on our phones right. during that intense. It's a, it's a deep work session. Yeah. Yeah. 45 minutes for yes. reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that too. I've heard you talk about at some of the sessions that I've been to with you on procrastination. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this the other day about how I feel like I'm doing more planning Mm -hmm. than doing. Yeah. I don't know about you, but where do you Mm. find the balance in planning and doing? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I love planning and research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can definitely get caught there. And sometimes it feels like your planning is being productive, but it's really just procrastination. Mm-hmm. You're just staying in this comfortable space of like thinking yeah. and living in your head, which is my favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, as my therapist says, like you can't think your way through it. You have to take action. Mm-hmm. So in terms of planning versus doing, I now err on the side of like less planning and more just like jumping in without knowing, which is um, a growth point for me. (laughs) Yeah. um, I I just like love research. Like I said, I'm really motivated by learning. So like I love to just like consume information and that's super easy now in like our digital information age. So 
uh, like whereas before when you know I was just growing up without the internet really like I still did that by reading a lot but I just had mm-hmm. um, a, a more like natural boundary of like what I could have access to yeah so um, yeah now I just take action and part of that is um, my side project sessions time for 2020 is dedicated to taking action mm-hmm. um, whereas like in 2019 there was some t- some sessions where I would um, just like finish a client project with this intention of like oh if I get this done now like if I just knock it out then I'll have space in my week to like work on my creative thing but like things would just fill up in my calendar right. and it wouldn't happen so now like side project sessions is time to take action and mm-hmm. um for different creative projects you know I might research or plan ahead yeah. for the session but then when I'm there I'm just like doing it yeah yeah it almost kind of goes back to perfectionism and being like okay I gotta have all the information mm-hmm. and I need to know the best ways to do oh it oh my gosh yes before I actually <laughs> do it yes and yeah that that totally that totally happens and I almost relate it to like that waiting of doing something, I kind of parallel it to it with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Because I think we, like, this could be kind of taking a left turn for people, but I think we wait till we have checked all the boxes, know all the things, do all the things, reach, I don't know, reach all these points to actually call ourselves what we are you know Mm -hmm. artist designer illustrator right whatever that may be yeah does does that make sense yeah do you see where I'm going okay yes I think well I don't really know if it's a left turn either because you were talking about like imposter syndrome and then we talked about procrastination and perfectionism and like those are all like cousins you know like they're all Mm -hmm. connected and the same really yeah, yeah, that's so true. Have you have you struggled with imposter syndrome? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if someone says that they haven't, I, they're totally lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there's this sense of um, vulnerability and like uncomfortableness in growth, and so like committing to like taking action and like maybe doing things before you feel fully ready or like that you mm-hmm. have the perfect prepared idea of what that should look like then like it's yeah like you're gonna feel like who am I to do this like I don't know as much as this person or like I don't know how to do this as well but like um I've started to remember like remind myself that there will always be people ahead of me and behind me on the path Mm -hmm. in whatever I'm doing so chill up yeah like I I don't think that imposter syndrome is really going to go away because it's like part of just fear Mm-hmm. So it's, like, normal in a way, too, you know, like, the way that our brains are evolutionarily designed to, like, respond with fear in a new situation. Like, it's it's our brain trying to protect us. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, you're going to feel that way. And mm-hmm. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should just title the episode, It's Okay, People. It, it's really okay. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes into, like, yeah, just just doing it. Mm-hmm. What what would you tell people who maybe are kind of scared to try the new things or jump into it or pursue that thing that is kind of out of left field that they're like, mm-hmm. I that's not me. I don't, I like can't really do that, but I'm curious about it. Yeah. What would you just say to someone 
who is curious about something but doesn't really know Mm -hmm. how to take action on it? Mm. That's a good question. Um, Well, I think that maybe, like, if you don't know the first step, then there might be some research involved depending on what your thing is. But I say that with hesitation because Mm -hmm. I don't want to say, like, oh, just research it. Because as we already said, that can lead to research overwhelm and Mm -hmm. you just get stuck on research hill so um yeah maybe there's research but maybe it's also a matter of like making a list yourself and thinking through what you already know like maybe you actually already know the first step Mm -hmm. and you're just not doing it Mm -hmm. so yeah I think like for me and maybe this resonates Mm -hmm. with you too like there's kind of sometimes a fear of just starting it because I I often want to know like Maybe not the whole thing, but I want to know what are the next three steps. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know those, it's hard because you feel like you're just stepping out yeah. into the unknown. Um, yeah. But I think we maybe don't give each other, give ourselves like enough credit, really. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might know what you need to do. Right. You're just not yeah. doing it. Yeah. Well, and there's a reason you're curious about it. It was mm-hmm. like sparked from something. Yeah. So you have some information. Yeah. Right. Of some sort. Right, yeah. No, I mean, like, let's do an example. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe someone's curious about taking a dance class, but they've never done that before. And so, like, a first step might be finding a dance class. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that does involve some research to, so, like, find a local dance studio near you that offers mm-hmm. a dance class that is available at a time you can attend. Mm-hmm. But um, that's not, a, you know, it's not a hard first step. And I think that you can think through that step on your own. Yeah, and trust yourself. Yeah, trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also, I think we, when we want to pursue our creative projects or passions, I think one of the biggest excuses we make to ourselves is we don't have time. Mm -hmm. And I think we hold that back. Oh my gosh, yes. A lot. Yeah. A lot. But it kind of comes down to, okay, well, if you're passionate about this thing and you want to pursue it is it a priority Mm -hmm. is it something you're going to make time for yeah or it's never gonna happen yeah (laughs) right yeah I mean there might be some sacrifice involved like you Mm -hmm. might not be able to like say yes to all the social social obligations that you want to or to watching Netflix for three hours you know like those those are just trade-offs Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also dangerous to think that like you have to dedicate all of your time to pursuing something because that is a lot and overwhelming too. Yeah. Um, so like deciding what's important to you and I don't know, like you figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You almost have to figure out, I think of it in terms of, okay, how am I going to be reallocating my energy? Yes. Because you only have so much energy. Right. Yeah. And you're aware of how much you have, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can figure out how you want to reallocate it, yeah, it makes it possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I work for myself, and there are some days where they're dedicated, like, completely to client projects, but then on days when I have, like, less of a client load and I have more hours to do things, like, sometimes I don't do them because it's too much time. So, Mm -hmm. like, time is such an easy excuse on either side of the spectrum. Like, I have Mm -hmm. not enough time or I have too much time. Like, you Mm -hmm. need to know how to manage it Mm -hmm. no matter how much time you have. Like, I don't know. Time feels so relative. Like, it's just Uh this weird constraint. But, like, you just, yeah, you can figure it out. I don't know. Like, I think about how in the normal day, like, you have your routine, you go to work Mm -hmm. or you 
go to the grocery store, whatever you need to do, like you get the things done. And maybe it's like a special day where you have to like catch a flight. Mm-hmm. So you have to like get up early and like get to the airport and it's like mm-hmm. outside of your routine, but you figure it out. Like you do it. Right. So like we can do this. Yeah. You can do it. If yeah. you actually want to make this like creative project happen, like you can yes. you can make it happen. Yes. Like anyone can make it happen. Yes. You have you have the time. It's if you make it yes. the time. Yeah. And time blocking, like we talked about, is mm-hmm. a really helpful thing. Like mm-hmm. um committing your practice to like to every day, I'm gonna commit thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. towards my creative practice like 30 minutes for me has been really sustainable because I can fit 30 minutes in and yeah. I also then feel accomplished when I have done 30 minutes like maybe even make it 10 minutes or 20 minutes but mm-hmm. having like that small commitment that you keep to yourself is so motivating mm-hmm. um and on the reverse of that like when you say like I'm gonna do three hours of creative work today, like that is just a lot uh-huh. <laughs> um and I think it leads to this like cumulative effect where we feel like disappointed in ourselves if we can't Mm -hmm. sustain three hours of work every day so in terms of like how to embrace time um I think that might be a good way yeah time blocking yeah time blocking in a like a short time goal yeah and start yeah starting start small yes definitely like I know even when I started this podcast like I came like shooting out of the gate and then yeah I hit like the bottom and I was burnt out start very small and it will learn you'll learn and you'll grow yes yeah and you're never stuck you know like Mm -hmm. if you start off and you commit to doing 10 minutes toward your creative project and then like that is not sustainable like change it or if you Mm want to add more like you're never stuck you get to decide like you are literally making the rules for yourself so like Mm -hmm. just change it if you need to (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay I think I know you and I definitely probably make too many rules yes. for ourselves yes. where we're just drives our, drive ourselves nuts yeah it's fine you yeah. know it's, it's totally okay <laughs> we're learning we're <laughs> this is part of the path yeah definitely so a lot of people listening are people that are looking to create a life they're proud of and live a fulfilling life what do you think the person that is looking to live a fulfilling life needs to hear right now? Oh my gosh, I love this question. Um, yeah, so I will like tell you my short answer and then I'll expand on it. So I think the answer is learning to be okay with yourself no matter what else is happening and, and learning a practice of like radical self-acceptance and... I know you've talked about like self-awareness before, which is a part of it, but in order to have a fulfilling life, I think sometimes we put pressure on like the circumstances and the sort of external things that aren't really in our control. Um, So if we can start from a place of kindness towards ourselves and that like just knowing that wherever we are and like whatever is happening, it's okay. Right? Yes. Um, okay. And we're okay. Um, that has been the most significant thing for me um, for building a fulfilling life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I definitely can like speak to so many things changing in my life and like working in a million shitty jobs and like just having relationships gone awry and just like so many things that. Um, don't feel fulfilling but if I can like come to a place of 
centeredness and like grounding within myself to know like I'm okay and no matter what happens or like what I get done or like what I do like I am okay and I am enough and like I am loved and mm-hmm. to offer myself love um like I don't know if you're familiar with like inner child work Mm-mm, no it's like this practice where you kind of like imagine yourself as a child okay and you speak to yourself as if you're speaking to that child so like that practice as like a whole has kind of also helped me learn how to give myself that compassion and kindness and gentleness. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I can approach like all of life from that perspective, like I really, it's really going to be okay because I know like I got my back, you know, mm-hmm. like, and um, I, I have loved this practice from Uh, like Louise Hay or like Cheryl Richardson who like talked about like affirmations and mantras. Mm -hmm. Um, Louise Hay has this like really lovely book called Mirror Work. It's like a 21 day practice where you like look at yourself in the mirror. Like you look into your eyes Mm -hmm. and you like speak to yourself or you like speak to your inner Hmm. child. Yeah. It could be kind of like weird at first. It is. Like it's kind of uncomfortable. I don't think we often do that. Um, But I have been doing that lately and incorporating that into my life the last few years has just like done wonders like Mm -hmm. I do feel like I'm living a fulfilling life and Mm -hmm. I'm not as um impacted by the circumstances because Mm -hmm. I know like I am okay and I don't know like um if if someone you know if there's a circumstance where like maybe I had a frustrating conversation or I feel unfulfilled at work knowing that I'm looking out for myself has, like, helped me to, like, make decisions to change that thing Mm. or to, like, um, give myself the, like, kindness that I wish someone else would have given me. And I don't know. It's, like, changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I I, thank you for sharing that. I so resonate with that. And I think a lot of other people will, too. Because I've I've talked about it before on here, too, where it – everything in your life comes back to you. Yes. You are the commonality of all of those things. And if you can be rooted in you, just mm-hmm. like you said, yes, it's going to be okay. Yes. It's going to be okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, like, you have to live with you forever. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, why not make it wonderful? And mm-hmm. actually, this kind of goes back to something we said in the beginning about, like, sort of being impatient with your progress and where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um There's this idea, I think, that comes along with that idea. Like, once I do this or after I achieve this, then I'll feel good. Mm, Yes, yes. And instead, my priority now is to feel good. So, like, what if we feel good first? Uh, Everything else doesn't matter as much and also is easier to feel good in those things. So, mm. like, you can sort of change maybe unfulfilling circumstances if you feel good because it changes your outlook on everything. Or, Or, like I said, you can change your unfulfilling circumstances because you feel good and then you're able to make decisions to get yourself to a place where you're not unfulfilled yes yes I it's almost like feeling good during the progress not during not for the result yeah why are we waiting to feel good yeah let's feel good now like every day um yeah so every day sort of to myself asking like what can what can we do this is me to myself Uh what can we do to feel good today or how can we invite delight in today? Mm. Or how can we invite joy in today? Yeah. And it's just cha- like literally mm-hmm. changing everything. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, what are we what are we waiting for? What like, are we waiting for? Are we waiting for are we waiting to have more money? Are right. we I think like people or like in a relationship, are you waiting to get married to be mm-hmm. fulfilled? Yeah. Are you waiting for that, you know, that thing that is right. gonna pop up in yes. your life? Yes. Like Right. That elusive thing, mm-hmm. right? Like the thing that's missing. Yeah. And it's it's us, I think. I think that's the thing. Like I think it's we want I think I um I heard Kathy Heller. Are you familiar with her podcast? No, I'm not. Um she has a lovely podcast too, but she said something about like every day we want to show up at our own doorstep and like know that like we belong and are loved. And I think that's what the missing thing is. Like we want to know that we're okay and we are going to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does yeah. feel kind of like the missing link. Like, I don't know. I don't want to like over, uh, I don't know. I don't want to make this idea like a cliche thing, but I think it's so powerful and transformative mm-hmm. to truly embrace loving yourself mm-hmm. we are the missing thing which yeah. is so mm-hmm. I don't yeah, that's isn't it weird how like we haven't really come up with that or a lot of people haven't come up with the fact that we're the missing thing like we're we're in the mirror it's yeah it's in the mirror right. yes it's like right here yeah it's like again back to the beginning idea like we keep thinking that where we want to go is somewhere down the road mm-hmm. when really like if we look down at our feet we're already there every yeah. single day we're here. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's it's so... I just like and, got goosebumps. Oh, I know. It's safe. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but, like, I probably only recently noticed that, like, maybe two years ago that mm-hmm. I... Wow. Like, if I start working on myself, like, yeah. all of these things, other things may fall into place. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long you've been on this, like, journey of... Yeah self-acceptance or self-development yeah uh are you asking me i'm I'm asking how long you feel like you've been on it because some people will be like well that's going to take a long time to fully accept yourself totally yeah when again i think like healing and self-acceptance and creative progress like all of it Mm -hmm. is a journey um it's i don't know like i've had this image of like um sort of walking towards the stars like we're always walking right you can Mm -hmm. never reach the stars And that's how I feel with, like, self-acceptance and creativity and Mm. progress and healing. Like, it's all a journey. So um, I know, like, I'm going to continue to learn to, like, love myself more. Mm. And uh, I don't know, like, see the ways that that transforms my life and myself more. But um, mm. how long have I been doing it, though? Let's see. Like, was there a moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to change my life around. I'm choosing that I'm going to take action yeah. on this, of loving myself? Um, well, so I'm 31 now. I don't know how long I've been doing this, but um, I think, like, it may be in, like, when I was first in college, um, I had this, like, sense that I didn't want to be in the program I was in, mm. and I wanted to, like, leave and, like, do something else because I was feeling unfulfilled. And so I would, like, I was still in the program, but I was, like, thinking, is there something else that I could do that would be better for me? So I would, I would like, go to class, come home, do my homework, and then I would stay up, like, until, like, wee hours in the morning just searching, like, on Google, like, all these different words of things that I mm-hmm. thought maybe I'd want to do. So I kind of, I think, can pinpoint that as, like, the beginning of trying to 
get myself into a better situation, like something that would be more fulfilling mm-hmm. for myself. And I did. I took action on that. Um, I was in a graphic design program and was really good at it, but like it felt too like rigid for me and like just wasn't creatively mm-hmm. fulfilling. So I learned about um, a field called counseling psychology and art therapy. And I thought that sounded amazing, but first I just knew like I needed to leave the program. So after two years I left and like had this like whole five year journey. I moved abroad. I like worked in all of these different jobs, um, to make a long story very short. And then, um, found my way into a counseling psychology and art therapy program. So, and then I have since, like, changed paths from there. But mm-hmm. I think that was, like, a, a kind of a big sticking point for me in terms of, like, my path to self-acceptance is, like, learning that I can change my mind mm-hmm. and I can make decisions that are that are best for me. But I think um, it's probably been, like, an underlying practice. Uh-huh. I, like I said, have journaled my whole life. Yeah. So, and I know you talk about journaling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like, journaling, it just has been, like, a home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have called it, like, a home inside myself. Yeah. And, like, I used to name my journals growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yes. Those are some of the names. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could. I have some in the closet. I could pull them out and show you. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. Funny. But, like, um, yeah, I would give them names, and then they would change often. But I would, like, write to the journal. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a, a letter or something. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a person. And mm-hmm. it really was just me. Like I was writing to me. Yeah. But I like named that inner place. Um, and so actually, I don't know. I mean like that college point was like a big shifting point, but mm-hmm. I think growing up, like having a journal mm-hmm. was such a practice in like accepting myself, mm-hmm. learning myself and learning that I am my home. Like the, mm-hmm. I really am. And there's this home inside myself that I can always return to where it's safe. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I yeah. al- I'm always I'm always interested to hear like where people's turning point was yeah. in their life. Yeah. Because it's it's different for everyone. It mm-hmm. happens at different ages. Yeah. Like, and I agree with you that it is kind of an underlying thing. Yes. And you can kind of pick out things that you did in your childhood where you're like, oh, that's kind of why I do that now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yes, we're like, bringing so many things full circle. I know we literally, like we literally are. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, no, I, that that's interesting to hear. And I guess for people who haven't really had that moment of like, yes, I'm going to now decide to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I, you have you have to want it like that's yeah, what, that's what I definitely. that's what I definitely yeah. say you can't you can't tell someone hey you need to start working on yourself you need mm-hmm. you know you need to start creating a life that you're proud of whatever you have to want it and I don't for the people that don't necessarily I don't even know where I'm trying to get at with this but like I can't decide if it's like a realization point mm-hmm. that it's time for it to happen, or I almost want to tell people, like, hey, start working on yourself now before something really devastating happens. Mm-hmm. Like, almost, I don't know if this sounds bad, but, like, prepare yourself mm-hmm. for yeah. the best and the worst, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, we're all going to have things that happen that are hard. Yeah. Like, that's inevitable. 
Mm -hmm. And I think beyond that, like, we owe it to ourselves to be kind to ourselves and Mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves and to want to live our best lives, you know, regardless of what's coming or what's happened. Like, we are alive, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and we live this one wild and precious life, as Mary Oliver has said. So, like, we owe it to ourselves to, like, make it the best Mm -hmm. and to... I don't know, put our best foot forward, right? Yes, like, I yes. love that because of that. Like, that, like, we really do yeah. owe it to ourselves. And mm-hmm. um, I know it can sound, like, kind of overwhelming if you haven't done this before or, like, have not embraced self-acceptance and kindness as a practice. Mm-hmm. But I think it's true that, like, what you seek is seeking you. So if you are open to it and you are intentional about, like, I... I want to learn to love myself, like, you'll start to see, like, things, like, just make your way into your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, books that you didn't know about. Or, like, you don't need to stress about figuring it all out. Like, it will happen. This is true for so many other things that we've talked about today, too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you don't need to figure it all out. Keep showing up. And -hmm. what you seek is seeking you. So, like, you'll find out the things that you need to know. Um, Kind of welcome it into your space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have the clear intention and then trust the timing yeah. of your life and trust mm-hmm. that things are coming your way yeah something I want to mention about that when I think there's a when people mention you know working on yourself and self-development and self-acceptance I think sometimes that can be s- turned around as being selfish mm-hmm. and so where is that level of I'm going to take this time over here mm-hmm. to start working on myself yeah is that selfish? Mm-hmm. You know, where is that Where is that balance in that? Where mm-hmm. is that yeah. line, um, I guess you could say? I think that's a myth. I mean, I think it's a lie that taking care of yourself is selfish. And I mm-hmm. think it's like one of those things that we might use as an excuse mm-hmm. to keep us from like maybe the vulnerability of showing up for ourselves and mm-hmm. really seeing ourselves and giving ourselves what we need. So, um. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I just don't think it's selfish at all. And I'll tell you why. Um, so, I think, like, selfish is, like, if you are just, like, totally not at all concerned about other people. And I think that's kind of an extreme. Um, but if you are showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself, then you'll be able to care for other people better. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think it's selfish because I know like you have to show up for yourself first mm-hmm. if you want to serve other people the yeah. best. Yeah. So it's like truly like the opposite of selfish. Like you're like I yeah. in order to like help other people and serve other people mm-hmm. and take care of people, like I have to first take care of myself. Right. Yeah. Right. Like they always say on like the airplane like put on your mask first yes. before you put on someone right. else's yes. mask. Yeah. It's like such a true metaphor because mm-hmm. yeah, like you have to. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, they, that's a good way. That's a good way to explain it because I think we do we do use that as an excuse yeah. of right. oh that's like kind of selfish to go off and you know I need an hour yeah. by myself away from right. my family or mm-hmm. whatever to just yeah. be like that's mm-hmm. yeah you will be a better person once you take that time yeah. for yourself and then you come back yeah you will be a better person when you come back yes. to the right. group or whatever yeah and I think mm-hmm. you know it. It is vulnerable, right, to, like, right. see yourself and show up for yourself. But also, if it means 
that you need to like arrange things with other people so you have help so that you can have that time like mm-hmm. that's an uncomfortable thing too and you and you maybe don't have as much control because now you're inviting other people to help you mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it makes sense like I know why people might say that and feel that way mm-hmm. but I definitely don't think it's selfish I think it's wonderful and lovely and yeah. everyone should do that <laughs> and we need to start telling ourselves that it's not selfish yeah, yeah for sure yeah I, I have been like supporting my friends in this way by saying like how are you taking care of yourself this week Mm. And so now we kind of say it back and forth to each other as a way of, like, reminding each other, like, hey, Mm. like, what are you doing for you? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's, like, easy to do with, like, a quick text with a friend. Yeah. Hey, how are you taking care of yourself this week? Yeah. And it's a good, like, check-in for them being, like... Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, in the busyness of work and this and that and whatever else, the expectations that you put on yourself, like, are you taking care of yourself? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, like, this doesn't have to be, like, a hard thing. Like, looking at myself in the mirror and being like, hey, girl, (laughs) I love you and I got you. Like, that that takes me literally two seconds. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, the question that I ask every guest at the end of our conversation is, what are you most proud of for putting your best foot forward in your life? Hmm. What am I most proud of mm-hmm. putting my best foot forward? Well, I think I'm most proud of choosing myself, like mm. doing the things that I need to do to be okay and to experience healing and to experience growth. And I guess I've sort of explained some of those ways mm-hmm. already, but um, just like as a brief overview, like I will say writing has been profoundly helpful for me like just journaling um now I have a practice called morning pages Mm -hmm. so like it's a little bit different than journaling so just like free write first thing in the morning and get it out of my mind um also like therapy has been the best thing ever and Mm -hmm. like really truly powerful um in helping me like learn to do Mm -hmm. that and and live my best life and showing up for myself and taking creative risks and mm-hmm. putting myself out there. Yeah. Putting my best foot forward. <laughs> <laughs> you love saying that. I do so much. It's so funny. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And it sounds like you have a lot of things to be proud of. So, yeah. Yay. I'm so glad we got to do Me this. Me too. Yay. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Make sure to check out Lindsay Joe on Instagram at Lindsay Joe Scott. I'll put it in the show notes. And if you want to keep up with what I'm doing and let me know what you think of this episode, please DM me at Hey It's Claire Edwards on Instagram. And to check out other episodes, make sure you're hitting subscribe or check them out on HeyIt'sClaireEdwards.com. Thank you so much again and go out and create a life you're proud of. <laughs>